Do you want to start a business, get out of the office, achieve happiness and success while crushing life? This is Boss to Boss, the place to be for that extra motivation to get up and follow your dreams while learning from the ones who have already done it. And now for your host, Miro Wieslow. Welcome to Boss to Boss. Today's guest was born in communist Romania where he immigrated to the U.S. of A., at the age of nine. He had no money and barely spoke any English, if any. So pretty much what he ended up doing in the initial uh, early stages is he would dumpster dive behind supermarkets uh, to represent a very, very humble beginning. Uh, the op- entrepreneur journey definitely took off from there. Next thing you know, he was selling puppies, avocados, some vitamins, computers, all that good stuff until the age of 25 when he bought his first piece of real estate. And then at 26, he bought a European restaurant. At the age of 30, he met Tammy, his wife, and they are now two entrepreneurs attacking life. In the last 19 years together, they have built a great family unit with two badass entrepreneur daughters, and they have many traditional businesses such as real estate and a few network marketing teams. They have created long-term friendships and legacies. The Romanian thunder himself, Andre Popa. How are you doing, sir? Yeah! (laughs) After after that intro... (laughs) I'm, I'm, I feel better about myself. <laughs> that was awesome. And then I called, and then I, and then I called you sir again by mistake because it's just yeah. embedded in my head, it's, and now I'm just messing with you. So yeah, no, it's good. I <clears throat> Romanian thunder, the man himself. That was awesome. Uh, oh, so so I, cool to hey, thank you for having me on here, man. This oh, is uh, it's an honor. Yeah, thanks for being on the Boss to Boss podcast today. Uh, for everybody listening, everybody tuning in, whether you're following on you, uh, YouTube, Facebook, or any other podcast uh, networks, be sure to check him out at facebook.com forward slash Andre with just an E dot Popa, P-O-P-A. So that's Andre, A-N-D-R-E dot Popa, P-O-P-A. And when, uh, when I first heard your episode, um, our, fellow, uh, our fellow friend, Travis Chapel on his uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was he's so awesome. pumped up. He's like, he's like, Miro, if there's one episode you listen to, I remember he, uh, he, he brought this up and he's like, you better check this one out. And, um, cause we're just, you know, we have so much information nowadays. There's so many, you know, so oh, much yeah. content out there, content's overloaded. And I checked yours out and I was like, oh man, like the, the energy you brought to the show and just your story. Like I, normally I, I don't like to ask too much into stories. I, I do, but I don't want that to be the whole show. But, you know, your story is like one of a kind. It's crazy. Do you mind sharing, um, do you mind sharing at least a little bit, uh, you know, how you you got to where you are here right now, especially with your, uh, with with your family background? Yeah, I don't mind at all. I'd I'd love, um, I love, I love doing these um, podcasts and interviews because we, you know, as you know, we each have a story and if my story can somehow inspire another human being to do better, to be better, to uh, attack life in a, at a different level than shit, then I've done my job, right? And I, uh, that really drives me. Uh, before I start, though, anybody listening to this that wants more information on what we do, what we're all about, you can text I am badass altogether, I am badass to 345345, and then newsletters and uh, videos and some training stuff and all 
fun, fun stuff. So, man, my story, just like you already covered, born in communist Romania, did not speak a word of freaking English. I'm nine years old, show up to SoCal. And, um, you know, for us, it was the only vision mm -hmm. that we had about America was from a TV show that we would see back in Romania called Rich Man, Poor Man. And it was in Dallas, Texas, huge mansions, big refrigerators full of food. And uh, we're like, yes, that's America until we got that's here. That's the freedom, right? That's the freedom. That's <laughs> what we all want. But as you know, it wasn't the case. We didn't get a big mansion uh, when we got here. The fridge wasn't big and full. So it, um, you know, it, it gave us the opportunity to, to know that anything and everything is possible. That, mm -hmm. Those are like the biggest memories I have when, I, when we first landed. Everything was huge. Los Angeles is big. The cars were big. Uh, people were big, you know. So starting off in America was, uh, you know, like you brought up the dumpster diving. That was the beginning. It was very, very humble. And, you know, we would literally go into the trash cans when they would throw away the, whatever was expired or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, molded. Uh, and that was dinner. We would take that home, wash it off, eat it. And we're like, shit, if, if, if I can find food in a trash can in America, where back home in America, in Romania, we would literally, mm -hmm. after we, as kids, as you know, seven, eight, nine years old, you come home from school, you're going to the store to get in line to get whatever was giving out that day. It could have been bread, pork, potatoes. And now we have freaking supermarkets throwing food away. We're like, boom, this is heaven. We've, we've, we've landed. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? So wait, the people so, were actually bigger. <laughs> Did I hear that right? The people were bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just bigger life. Bigger you know, like people, this? No, just like bigger, like energy and, you know, like coming from communism, everybody's reserved and, you know, okay, okay. to themselves, you come to America, it's like customer service, you know, just bigger uh, life, mm -hmm. life energy. Uh, and yeah, you go to Texas, you got some bigger people, <laughs> you know. Uh, so, so the beginning was, was that, and, you know, I use that analogy a lot, the concept of finding mm -hmm. food in, in trash cans. To this day, I use it and it drives me every single day because as long as you are hungry, that means you're going to be motivated to do something about the hunger. So we all have the survival mechanism as humans. So as long as I have the hunger, that means it's going to push me to do something. So if I now go look for something to feed my hunger, now this today it's all about opportunity and oh, yeah. you know helping people, building brands, businesses, etc. It's the same thing. I will look anywhere and everywhere. For opportunity and if if it's if it looks like the biggest piece of shit trash can but that's where the opportunity is i'm going in so going going through that and then everything you know just just being an immigrant and then everything you didn't even get into your dad you know everything your dad went through oh man to even get you here um yeah. do you think that sort of just gave you like an extra edge or just like something to be like man because i mean i i definitely being an immigrant myself you know coming uh, at five years old, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't as crazy as you, but you know, I definitely went through some hard times as well, especially the first, yeah. uh, 10 years or so of my life. So I could kind of sort of relate, you know, to, I wasn't in the communist, you know, region though. So I can't, I can't relate on that Avenue. Do you think it kind of gave you a different push than it does to the typical, you know, American families here? So number one, as you know, we have something called the, the immigrants, advantage right the immigrants edge uh gary v talks a lot about it and we do because 
for example, like when I got here, I'm, I'm nine years old. I'm, I'm going to work. I'm selling avocados, you know, just like you said in the beginning, I'm selling puppies, like any newspaper routes, anywhere I can make a buck. I'm, I'm looking forward and it's, it's happening. Meanwhile, my peers, the kids are playing baseball. They're going to movie theaters. They're on video games, Atari and whatever was big at the time. And I'm working and they're playing. So I'm like, shit, that's my, I see it today differently because I'm like, that was my competition and I'm yeah. kicking their ass. Right there. So they're, so they're still a big part of America today. That's like, you know, freaking Netflix, like Netflix binge watching is a thing. It is. It, oh, it's, like, a hot thing. it's a hot fuck. thing. <laughs> Bam. So I'm like, cool. You guys watch Netflix and I'll kick your ass over here. Right. So for sure, a hundred percent, there, there is an advantage. There is that, that immigrants edge because we came here to fight. Very simple. So we're going to fight. We're going to, we're going to take ours. We're going to get whatever we came here to, uh, to get because we couldn't get it somewhere else. We have perspective that others don't. And for me, there's a, there's a big thing that I, I one day want to create where public education, I don't like it. I think it's shit in America, but if before kids hit the age of 18, before they become the theoretical adults where they can actually go to war and kill another human being, uh, I believe this should, they should have perspective. They should go to another country that's way worse off than America and stay there for a year and get your ass kicked, figure out the society, figure out people, figure out, why it was communist, why, you know, you can't get food anytime you want, why there's no Wi-Fi right now. Right. I'm going to have a, no, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. the man. Dude, right? Bam. So, uh, so yeah, we have the advantage and I feel every kid before they hit adulthood mm -hmm. should get their ass kicked a little bit because there's a lot of, I mean, we're, we're, where America's going is, is, uh, from that perspective is not a pretty future. So wow, that you bring up such a great point. I mean, this is this could be something like nationwide to uh, to bring up because if they had a program like this where you ship out your child for six months, twelve months, and they oh, come yeah. back and it's just like, wow, they have a whole different perspective on life. But then at, at the same time, it's like, well, would something like this ever be allowed? You know, would because everything is so padded, so cushioned, everything is so dummy, oh, yeah. right? Nowadays, would that even be allowed? Would that ever pass with anybody? Nope. Right. Nope. <laughs> and that's yeah, why I started yeah. off with public school. Public, like we raised our girls and uh, we homeschooled mm -hmm. from day one. They've never known public school for many, many reasons. But the public school system is, is built for people to get loans, to go to college, to get a degree, to get a job. And then through that job, they pay off the loan from the college. And now they're slaves for freaking ever that's the system and that's so, life and then you get old you have a couple kids and then same yep. get, get their loans and boom yeah yeah so that that's that's what america's become and yeah do you have the top echelon of entrepreneurs that are kicking ass and yeah of course but the the mass the masses are not part of that bigger program because mm -hmm. they've fallen in in the trap and they chose to believe that that's okay so as long as you believe that that's okay because look we all walk through this life right i can either be a victim or i could be uh, I can kick ass, but uh, a lot of America has become complacent and because it's easy. It's easy to watch the news. It's easy to sit on the couch. It's easy to watch, you know, Netflix binge like we talked about. That's the easy part. What's hard is to turn the fucking TV off. That's hard. Oh, yeah. Get off the couch is hard. Go work another extra hour every day is hard. So America has chosen to, you know, do the, the hot dogs and the popcorn and the the, the baseball games and it's like hurrah they're they're cheering on for teams for basketball players and baseball players making hundreds of millions of dollars but if you can't pay your bills lebron's not showing up to cover your fucking mortgage nope. but you're wearing <laughs> his jersey 
you're screaming it's lebron he doesn't oh, give man, a shit about it. you i love yeah. it i love it honestly uh, my dad these are like things my dad like would talk about when i was young uh, he still does to this day. He still does. Maybe he, he started, but I mean, there's obviously a balance, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure you still have your leisure time, Absolutely. right? I'm sure you still oh, yeah, 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 yeah. do these things. Because um, I think it comes to a point when you realize there's a balance, right? Otherwise we'd probably go crazy if we just worked 100%. every day, 24 seven. Yeah. And um, I guess this is a topic that you brought up. It's very interesting. I didn't even like think of talking about this, but I had an episode with Caleb Maddox uh, and oh, yeah. obviously he's, young and you know he's doing so much 24 7 and it sounds like you had a similar childhood where maybe you know you weren't like were at his level at that age obviously but you were working and you know beating everybody else at that time like he is right now and yeah. it's like do you feel like i asked him this question and i was wondering does, does he feel like he's missing out his childhood at all you know is this something that he chose to do or you know is he kind of being pushed towards this did you right. feel like you missed out at all or no? Not at all, because balance is always there. <clears throat> you know, there's the, you, you bring up an interesting point. Just because we worked 80% of the time when my peers were fucking off 90% of the time, the, we still had our 20%, 30% of play and leisure. We're still kids, right, growing up. Uh, and to this day, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm into cars and I'm into travel. We travel the world with our, my, with my wife and my daughters, and we have a lot of fun, but we've created something to where any business that we're going to build or any brand we're going to launch and build has to be done through a phone. If I have to be physically somewhere in the world for that business or that thing, I'm not touching it. If I can do it through my phone or simply a laptop and Wi-Fi, we're in business. So that's how we balance. We're all, you know, we're entrepreneurs. So we're going to be, yeah, am I texting at 10 PM at night? Absolutely. Cause I got people all over the world doing yeah. stuff with and, but I love it. Right. So the balance comes from a place of taking care of being, taking care of responsibilities first. What I'm getting at is this, if you're sitting on the couch, want freaking binging on Netflix, but you can't afford the mortgage that month, or you don't know where the car payment's coming from, or you don't know how to pay for tuition for kids, get off the fucking couch. That's what I'm getting. That's the balance. Like be balanced in, in your finances. Be balanced in you being a badass first. Be balanced in how you treat your wife, your spouse, your husband. Be balanced in all that shit and everything. And then, yeah, you got time for freaking Netflix. Awesome. But you took care of everything else first. Exactly. The problem is that it's, it's so flip-flop today where it's 80%, uh, you know, we're putting time into the wrong things and getting the wrong results. And the things that we really want or need we don't have time for them because we're so busy doing the negative shit. And then we stand and complain and post things about complaining and always <clears throat> something about the politics that or this that and oh always, yeah, right? it's always somebody else's fault. <laughs> somebody else's fault. <laughs> it, and it's always somebody else's fault, yeah. right? Yeah, because victims never take responsibility. You got to blame. <clears throat> exactly. No, that's uh, some great points you bring up, and I know the listeners, uh, the listeners will get a kick out of that and definitely make them make them open up their minds and think. So everybody, uh, so. no, yeah, for sure. Um, and then, so I'm sure there was a point though, where you kind of felt like you, you were bossed around, you weren't really in control. And there must've been a point where, you know, you probably had like a regular job or kind of worked for somebody else before it clicked when, you know, you bought your first real estate, you bought your restaurant and you're like, this is it. Like, I want to be a business owner. I want to be an entrepreneur. When was that point? When was that like, ah, moments? 
Yeah, so the only jobs, <clears throat> I had two jobs, and they were both in high school, where one, both were for uh, pizza places. I had Domino's, I worked for Domino's, I started at the age of 14, I presented myself to be older automatically, I, I guess I, I looked and acted more mature than your typical 14 year olds. So I, I worked at Domino's, I started as a driver, then they taught me how to make pizza, and then I don't know how many months into it, they made me assistant manager. And I'm freaking maybe 15 by this point. <laughs> oh, wow. So, you know, blah, 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 crazy yeah. shit. And I've, you know, I've learned management quick. And like, I think, you know, like if you go assistant manager, you're making back then, it was like, you know, $7 an hour. So I'm like, you know, to change. Oh, you're, you're killing it. <laughs> yeah, you're killing it. But then what's funny is, you know, before all of that, I, I was selling whatever I could get my hands on from puppies, avocados, mm -hmm. newspapers, etc. And it, what it taught me was if I'm at, a job making whatever seven bucks an hour well i just it takes an hour to make the seven bucks and then i would connect that to selling a puppy for 10 bucks and how long would it really take me to sell a puppy or avocados or whatever else i sold so my wheels started spinning very very early on by the time and then i worked for another pizza place uh for a few months and that was really the end of it by the time I got to the latter part of high school, I sort of launched my own um, contracting business, if you will. I would put an ad in the penny saver like, I'll install a light for you. I will, uh, you need a receptacle for your TV, blah, blah, blah. And Sorry, I would actually early. get calls. <clears throat> oh, God, yeah. And um, so anyway, so that would make me, you know, two, three, five hundred bucks a weekend. And again, my friends are out doing other stuff and I was doing this. And so... I always look for opportunity, oh, gosh, ever since I was just young, 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 I always wanted to know <clears throat> how do I maximize the time frame? Because that's all we really have. It's like, okay, if, <clears throat> if that guy, Domino's at the time, says I'm worth seven bucks an hour, uh, how can I get somebody to think I'm worth 10 bucks an hour? Or how can I be worth 20 bucks an hour, 50 bucks an hour, blah, blah, blah. So to this day, obviously today it's all shifted into how do I create more value for the return as opposed to focusing on time oh i like that yeah and you definitely <clears throat> did not waste time and i'm sure that that helped you acquire a property at the age of 25 which is almost unheard of nowadays um that's more that's nowadays yeah yeah well yeah, you yeah. make a great point exactly um and did you did you know that you were going to get into real estate because obviously now i know real estate's kind of the backbone of everything you do right at this point yeah. Um, did you, did you yeah, know real estate was, was the thing to get into or did you kind of just, was it, was it, was it being the, was it being an immigrant and you know how like my parents, my parents were the same way. They kind of pushed me like real estate, real estate, real estate, even though I don't have any really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So great, great question. Uh, when we first came to the States, my father, uh, and that's how I learned uh, mm -hmm. construction. My father was an electrical contractor after a couple of years of being here. So he would take us out on the field and it was called a family business, which really meant that we're not getting paid. So uh, <laughs> you saw, <laughs> right? <laughs> it was genius. Freaking genius. Anyway, uh, but he, you know, we would go out on the field and I learned electrical. So I was, I eventually became a full on electrician. Right. Uh, but through that I was able, I was exposed to all facets of construction. So uh, by the time I got to be so 24 25 uh i never thought like oh yeah wealth is going to come from real estate I, I i also there was a chunk of my life where i went into acting and i 
went to college for acting and I did a lot of theater and, you know, so I had a chunk of my life there. Mm. <clears throat> uh, so that's a, another story. But at the age of 24-ish, 25 right there, there was an opportunity to purchase a home uh, really for my parents. So I'm like, oh, cool, I'll, I'll buy it. And it was a long story as to why that needed to happen. But I stepped up, I'm like, oh, I'll buy it. So boom, first piece of real estate. I'm like, oh, shit, that's, that's easy. That's all I got to do. So then we fixed that home up. We, you know, blah, 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 made it amazing. And, um, you know, my parents owned it for, gosh, 20, 20. So I was uh, about almost 30 years. So, but since then, what it showed me is, Mm -hmm. you know, you can buy a piece of real estate. It's simply transferring some money that you never see because you're just transferring digits from one bank account to another called fiat money. That's another story. And uh, then you sign some documents that really don't exist because they're on the internet. Uh, and all of a sudden you get keys to a house. I'm like, shit, I can do that all day long. So, <laughs> and then you can invest in that house. You can flip, you know, make yeah. it pretty, blah, blah, flip it. And that's how I got into the, uh, the world of real estate. And what I loved in the process was the design aspect of it. So my right brain went into like making God. things look amazing. So. I loved the money making portion, but I also love the design part. And I've, we've created some badass, stupid looking homes over the years. So anyway, so that'll always be their real estate for anybody listening, find a way to get into real estate, but don't do it. I guess I, I tripped luckily over the, the pieces we bought and did well, uh, but get educated. There are many educational systems out there that'll teach you or find a coach. I guess that's really the thing. Find someone that has what you want and have them help you. Do you think it's still too late to hop on the real estate train? Cause never. there's never. Okay. Cause there's so never. many things going on. So many people are trying to sell it. That's kind of one. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. But yeah, but listen, it's cyclical market markets mm-hmm. go up and down. Right. Yep. So the, the biggest question is this, are they making any more land? They're not. No. So real estate will always be real estate because mm-hmm. people will always want to live somewhere. And the more money they have, the better that living somewhere looks like. So, all you got to do is position yourself. It's like anything else, man. Like today we're in the CBD business, right? In the CBD business, the reason we're in it is because it's a trend. Number one, I love it. We use it and it's a trend. So if a lot of people are buying and using CBD, I want to position myself in that trend to be able to capitalize on what's called the green rush. We call it the hemp ambition. <clears throat> Anybody wanting info on this, go to the Just like the prohibition. This is the hemp ambition.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. And that's a, just that's one of our brands that we're building and launching and mm-hmm. making great great uh, money with it. So my Did you point start is the, brand? the hemp ambition. Yeah, that's ours. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. No, I I, uh, I looked into that. I kind of vaguely, you know, checked it out a little bit, but it was like it wasn't like the main one you were promoting. I think so. I wasn't sure uh, how much how how big into it you were. Yeah, yeah. So in the hemp ambition, we're building a huge following there today. We're promoting a, a product called Hempworks. And um, uh, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal product. It's organic, American, American grown, made, pure. Yeah, I see that. It's got, it's stupid amazing. So um, anyway, so anybody <laughs> looking for CBD or anything in that world, go to that website, get a hold of me. I can talk to you about it. But back to real estate. Yes, there's always, always opportunity. Especially if, if you're educated, you know how to buy Yes. And you know when to sell. So how to buy and when to sell exactly. are the two keys. That's it. Nothing else matters. Right. Because even though there is a downturn, doesn't mean there's not opportunities. 
but that's right. that is opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Because right? exactly. the downturn that means everything's on sale. Exactly. When do we like to go shopping? <laughs> when it's on sale. Right, right. Like imagine oh, yeah. if Lamborghinis oh, yeah. were on sale, right? Exactly. No, I <laughs> yeah. can I can see where you're going with that, and uh, definitely. I mean, it makes sense as to why so many people are constantly looking at real estate, and why real estate is still. That's still pretty much number one. I mean, it's made the most millionaires, most billionaires, Absolutely. right, out there than, more than anything else, yep. which is uh, pretty crazy to look at. And yep. so for me, the, my biggest struggle was about, uh, it's crazy that it's been two years now, two years ago, that, that I, I was sitting in a cubicle, you know, uh, coming, you coming from an immigrant family, I had to be a doctor, I had to be an attorney, you know, an accountant or an engineer. I had to yep. be one of those. I had to. And so I became, I became a CPA, but I hated my life. I hated it. You know, I, at first I kind of made myself love it because it was easy for me, you know, numbers came easy. And then yeah. I did it for a while, devoted, you know, school, money, time, everything to it. And then one day I just said, enough is enough. That's it. You know, I went on a life changing trip. I came back, I quit. Um, and here I am, you know, doing something totally different, running a, you know, junk removal, repurposing, donating, moving and storage company. Totally three, you know, took a 180 and, but yeah. I was sitting there before I did it in the cubicle and I was contemplating life. Like, you know, do I do this Is entrepreneurism for me? Can I handle it? Obviously it's not an easy thing to do, especially when you have all these ex expectations because your parents helped yep. you with school and everything. Yep. Um, what would you tell to somebody like me that was in that position two years ago when I made the leap? Luckily for me, it was the right choice, but it was a hard choice. Um, gosh, I think there are, there are different people in this world as you know, so your personality and what it's able to put up with is really what it comes down to. So <clears throat> if there are people that maybe should not look at entrepreneurship, there are people that cannot, because of whatever their past is, cannot tolerate mm -hmm. the stress. Like, you, you know, last two years you've been, you've had ups and downs, right? Oh, That's okay. entrepreneurship. Bam. Look at that reaction. So, there are people that will give up and the first problem they run into, yep, it's, uh, it's not for me, it's, uh, I'm out, it's only for those people, uh, you know, uh, I'm not made for it, blah, blah, they oh, yeah. talk themselves out of it. So my point is, now, <clears throat> do I believe those people through uh, self-development can change that and get rid of their fears and their bullshit? Absolutely. But as we know, in this world, we're gonna have entrepreneurs and then we're gonna have employees and that's just a reality, right? We can't have once uh, everybody be uh, the same thing. So my biggest, because we work with a lot of entrepreneurs every single day, we help people launch businesses. I also coach people at a, at a very high level. Uh, so here's bottom line. What do you want from life? That's gotta be the, like the hunger we, I talked about earlier, like dumpster diving. I was hungry, we needed food. So it's like, I'll do freaking anything to get the food, right? So, but my hunger was huge. It wasn't like, oh, I think I want to eat. I think maybe tonight would be a cool time for a meal. They're like, fuck that. I want food. So once you figure out your hunger, so like you, for example, whatever happened to you, you're like, you came back from life-changing trip. There you go. So there's the equation. You, your hunger went, it spiked, right? Yeah. So now you went out and found a solution. So you, the first thing you got to do is really figure out what the fuck you want from life. And I use the F-bomb because... I look to get people's attention. It's a pattern interrupt to the brain. What the fuck do you want? Is very, very, it's a very huh. important question. It's a very, very important question because it's like, oh, I, I never like thought that. of it that way. So 
once you figure out what you want, it's a matter of now, how do I get it? Just like I said in real estate, before you get out there and just, I'm going to start investing in real estate and see what happens. Hopefully it sticks. Or you can go get a coach. Go get a coach. Go get education. Get somebody to hold your freaking hand. If you've never done it before, it's like tra training wheels on a bicycle. Do the right things because it'll, it'll give you a longer period of play. You'll stay in the game longer. So back to uh, like, what do I tell people every single day? Really figure out why you want success, mm -hmm. why you want entrepreneurship, why, what, what are you hungry for? Because listen, if the hunger is not big enough, don't do it. Don't do it because it, it goes back to the equation. If you're only, if you're, if you're only 99% committed, you're going to fail. Hmm. Oh man. So that is, that is deep. That is deep. Yeah. So basically find your hunger yeah. uh, and then find a way to get the thing that you mm -hmm. want. And then the coach and the system and the team, whatever you're a part of, that'll hold you by the hand to walk you to success. And it's going to take time. Like you're two years in, and are you at the level you want to be at? No, you got more to go, right? Oh, so yeah. it's staying the course, staying the fight, fight the fight, and staying committed no matter what. When you have the hard days, the great days, the bullshit days, the want to give up days, your hunger is so fucking big no matter what, you're going to win. Oh, I love that. I'm sure the listeners will get a kick out of that, and they're going to find a very, very, uh, very just meaningful because you kind you kind of take it from a different perspective. You broke it down, and I could tell that this is exactly what you coach and what you talk about and what you you know to to who everybody you work what everybody you work with. And if for the, everybody that's interested, you know, if they want to work, you know, with you, find out more about you, your company, you know, everything you're doing, how to get this info, get more, get more of you, get more of Andre, get more of the Romanian thunder. Uh, what's the best place? Cause obviously we got Facebook, you know, forward slash Andre dot Popa. Uh, what's another place? I know you mentioned. Yeah. So, yeah. So if you text, I am badass, one word, all continuous, no space. I am badass to three, four, five, three, four, five. That'll get you in our list and then we'll start pumping stuff out to you guys. Um, also, and the reason I'm doing that and only Facebook right now, we're yes. refiguring like uh, this brand right here, badass refactory which is a great name. Uh, thank you. But that's for all the training, coaching, events, yes. oh, okay. uh, public speaking. That's all a part of that. But we're tweaking things there. We have the hemp ambition. Uh, so anyway, for now, text me. We'll send you guys information. Yeah. Or not that's, text me. Text, uh, I am badass. Three, four, five, two, four, five. And of course, on Facebook, easy, uh, easy to find. Great, great. Safe to say you're not putting your eggs in one basket, right? Never, <laughs> never, ever, ever. Did I say ever? Ever. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Never. Well, no, that was that was great. Thanks so much for sharing all that, Andre. That was uh, really good stuff, and it really hit home with me as well. Just how I kind of went about things. I could uh, see that some similarities there. And uh, now, uh, now on to our uh, listeners' favorite segment of the show. Welcome to the round with no name because they're all taken. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so my producer lurks in the background. Um, we have you have five seconds to initiate an answer for every question, so we just want you to kind of not think too much and just throw it, just throw it at us. Um, otherwise, I, I have to deal with him, and I kind of don't want to deal with him in the middle of an episode. So <laughs> I'm ready. Without further ado, who uh, who has been or is your greatest mentor? Tony Robbins. Ooh, we got, we cut that one close. We cut that one. That's no, a solid answer. Who, uh, which, which, what is your favorite book? As a man think it. As a man think it. 
Thank you. Oh, I got to check that out. What is your favorite movie? Since I know you're huge into Netflix and everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm a binge. I'm a binger. What are you, what are you binging tonight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do documentaries or uh, self-development stuff. Something always. that you learn, right? But as far as favorite movie, only because it brings my family together and we love it, it's uh, Under the Tuscan Sun. Oh, okay. Classic, classic. Um, how do you drink your coffee? With uh, plant milk. Okay. So like like a plant-based uh, protein kind of milk or protein. whatever? One of those? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. That's Made actually... Uh, yeah, I've definitely heard of that or seen it somewhere, um, I feel like. Right? That's uh, really You good. can find that anywhere at stores, right? Yeah, yeah. It's made that by the, uh, the company that makes all the juices. It's uh, S-U-J-A, Suja. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know exactly. Yeah, you know them. Yep, yep. Yeah, Costco. Awesome, awesome. No, that's actually a Boss, two Boss exclusive. I don't think anybody said that answer yet. So uh, some people are very, very passionate about their coffee. So that's why. You know, uh, yeah, we got we to gotta, yeah. make sure we got when, we, when we're asking the serious questions, we got to make sure we don't pass this one up. Absolutely. If you're stranded on an island for the unforeseeable future, what is the one item you want with you? Can't be your family. iPhone. What if there was no cell phone service? <laughs> <laughs> you're literally the only one left. That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's it. Uh, it would it would have to be some kind of a weapon, some kind of a machete, not weapon to protect or to protect myself as well, but to also be able to uh, create uh, uh, a structure for living and to hunt for food. And it would be like a machete. That's a good. That's a solid answer. I like that one. You've definitely given survival, some, baby. You've definitely given that some thought. I could I could tell. I could <laughs> yeah. Tell. If you had an unlimited amount of money right now and you could start up, invest in any business you could, but it can't be your own, what would it be? Say that again, uh, unlimited money. I can start a business, but it's not my own. Is yes, any, any business you wanted, yeah. Or you could invest, start up any business, but it can't be your own. Um, it, would be, it would be in the world of self-development. There's a phenomenal epidemic today in uh, mm -hmm. anxiety, panic, and suicide. I have a great history with that when I was 32, 33. So... Uh, there's the epidemic today in, in the millennials and the teens and, you know, people basically under, under 30, what's happening because of social media mm -hmm. and they're not good enough because they only got two lights. Oh, yeah. oh, and yeah. what that's creating out there in the world is really, really sad. So the first thing I would do is, is um, it's all about hacking the brain, hacking the, the subconscious to get these people to know it's okay that they don't give a fuck about what other people think of them. Oh man, I, I love that. That's uh, that's great. That's a good answer. That is a really good answer. I like that. And um, last but not least, how serious would you take me if I walked into a meeting and I had socks and sandals with you? I wouldn't. <laughs> Seriously? Come on. So socks and sandals, you would not do that? I, come on. We have a mutual friend named Tommy Burrett's and he wears like from bird shoes and uh you wouldn't take socks and sandals seriously <laughs> so I, I i i do my best not to judge uh people everybody's different and you know nowadays because of the online world you don't know who's worth what exactly. so i for me if would i take you less serious if you're in socks and sandals i i, I don't know it's a, it's a very good question 
Uh, it's never happened to me. So I'm, my brain's looking for data. Yeah. And um, listen, you know, I think here's my answer. For me, it's about you. If you open your mouth and you're an idiot, then there's my answer. But if you deliver and you know what you're talking about and it's all good from who you are, because for me, that's really all it's about. It's, you know, the concept, if you don't go within, you go without. Exactly. So if you're a badass, I don't give a shit what you're wearing. Awesome. That's a solid answer. We're going to be good friends, man. We're going to be good friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, you survived. I survived. My producer did not have to come out. We are, uh, <laughs> yeah. we are, we are all good. So uh, that, that, was, that was a great round. Hope you feel nice and wired and energetic now. Got the mind flowing, the body, you know, everything, everybody thinking. Ah, so uh, Andre Popa, it's definitely been a pleasure. A pleasure having you on the show. Um, definitely looking forward to, you know, seeing where, where the rebranding ends up and, you know, where the journey kind of takes you. Um, yeah. I kind of, I'm, I'm going to leave the mic, you know, for you. Uh, any closing thoughts you have for the listeners? It's all yours. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. So thank you, man. <clears throat> um, you know, I, I, I appreciate what you have done. Two years ago, you had a life-changing something that created a level. As your hunger kicked in, you also decided to take action, right? So my final thoughts are people out there listening to this, they really want to do what you did and what you are doing. Mm -hmm. You found a hunger. You said, I'm done with the past. I'm done with whatever world that was and that looked like, and now I'm ready for something bigger. But I have also the balls, proverbial balls, because you could be a, a woman with guts, for example, right? I'm going to take freaking action. I'm going to change my situation. And that takes courage. It takes uh, drive. It takes a, a different level person that's ready for more. So final thoughts, I guess I want to turn it back to you and say congratulations to you for being a badass, believing in yourself, believing in America, and believing in what your parents brought you here for. And now you're fighting for the freedom that only America has in its freaking title and um congrats i appreciate that that, that was that was awesome that was an uh, amazing way to end it uh i know i really appreciate it man the, the kind words um well yeah definitely looking forward to this journey together and uh yeah definitely seeing where where, where everything takes us i know listeners will get a great uh, great listen here and, uh, they'll definitely be, uh, be sure to check this one out all right man well yeah, thank uh, you man thanks for being on we'll uh, talk again soon you got it that is all for this episode of Bossed to Boss. Your next step is to visit bossedtoboss.com, where you will find proven techniques followed by professionals to help you make that next step. Again, that is Bossed, the number two boss.com. And remember, the time is now. <laughs>